Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we have two special guests from our February Vision team. We're very excited to hear their experience down here, so let's start now. HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Was Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I am the co founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Equals H exists to provide for the education of students in desperate and difficult situations. And our main hope for this podcast is to keep all of our dear listeners, supporters, and friends all over the world informed as to what is happening with our ministry here in Ecuador. Because we can't do it without you, which is so, so true. And it's so <laughs> fun when people have been a part of this for a long time, mm-hmm. which is a little clue to who one of our <laughs> special guests is today. We have two special guests. Would you please introduce yourselves? My name is John Schantz, and I am a United Methodist pastor from Orlando, Florida, uh, living in North Carolina, pastoring a Methodist church there. And I'm Danny Peck. Danny I, have, <laughs> I have worked for uh, Youth World and Education Equals Hope uh, many times and have been coming to Ecuador for about 17 years now, and it's exciting to be back. Oh, my oh word. My goodness. Did you just say 17 years? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that accurate? That is accurate. I had to pull out the calculator. <sighs> how old were you the first time that you came uh, here? Well, then you'd know how old I am now, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're not an old woman. It's fine. I was, I, was, I was 21 years old the first time that wow. I came to Ecuador on a team. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's phenomenal. Okay. Yes. Great. John and Danny are two Methodist uh, representatives uh, on this vision team. The, the reason y'all are here, obviously, is because this is our, our vision team, our February vision team. We uh, are trying to lock that in and systematize it. So anybody listening that's thinking a year out... There'll be another uh, Equals H Vision team around that time, the first week of February, más o menos. Um, but so excited to have you guys here and, and John, to meet you because you're a friend of Danny's. And as we've said on this podcast, maybe once, life's about relationships. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, you're in a relationship with Danny, and we love Danny, so therefore we love you. Absolutely. Yeah, we get to work together at, at Soapstone United Methodist Church in Raleigh, so it's, it's been a good time. Um, what is a, a highlight for you guys over the last couple of days here in Ecuador? And then I know there are some more serious questions. So I think my highlight had to be where uh, we got to visit a Methodist church in Cotopaxi, and uh, the pastor there, she was just incredible. And the way that she is kind of combining both her ministry with the the spiritual lives of the people there, but also like the social lives of the people and how um, she's making sure that people are cared for in in material ways and in spiritual ways. And so I was just really inspired by her and the way that she is continuing to to live her faith in her community and how respected she is in her community for mm. for who she is as a follower of Jesus. Shout out to Pastor Pastora Blanca. Blanca. She's amazing. And a really good potato farmer as well. Yeah, absolutely. She's incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
I think a highlight for me has just been um, seeing all these people that I have gotten to know um, over time. So there's people that I have seen this week that I met 17 years ago. There's people that I met 10 years ago. There's people that I met this week. And um, especially people that I have known for a long time. And I'll talk about this a little bit more later. But just seeing what they're doing now and seeing um, how excited they are about the places that they have um, been called now and just seeing um, growth and um, but also just reconnecting with people, whether that's like the Vivanco children bowling me over on the bus <laughs> or um, friends at ministry sites or the office here, um, just just connecting with people. Mm-hmm. We're really happy to have you both here. And as Cameron was saying before, one of the things that we always talk in the podcast is about relationships. But also we understand the difference in relationships. You know, as just like you were saying, Denny, there's a difference between people that you've known for 17 years and people that you just get to know five years ago or, or this week. Um, and in that sense, my question is, um, one of the most important things that we talk in vision teams that are these teams that come down uh, with different people from different backgrounds, and most of them with different kind of approaches to equals age. And this vision team, uh, the main purpose is for you guys to be able to see a little glimpse of our ministry and to understand what are the ways that you guys would like to partner with us if you're not already partnering with us. Uh, but that partnership is one of the most important relationships that we can have within our ministry. How, John, how, how, have you, how have you been seeing that kind of relationship down here with the partnership that we as Equal Sage have with the people coming from the States, but also with the local ministry sites? It is always very interesting to see that perception from people that are just getting to know who we are. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is one of the best parts of E equals H is the way that you all continue to partner and collaborate Mm -hmm. with different communities, different churches, different other ministries. I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make as people who, you know, are leaders and in different organizations is that we can create this mindset of competing Mm -hmm. with one another. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we really miss out on what God can do for us together, working together. And some people will say, you know, we live in like a post-denominational culture. Um, and, and I think that some people that scares a lot of people. But I think when it comes to mission and ministry, it can actually be a great benefit because we, instead of saying, you know, I have this allegiance to this denomination or, um, and I'm only going to work with that denomination and only people who are that denomination, that now people are starting to say like, hey, we can work together and let's see what your strengths are. Let's see what our strengths are. And let's see what God is doing in our midst, mm-hmm. in our communities. And so um, so I think that's what I've seen the most through mm-hmm. E equals H is this opportunity to say, hey, where are the strengths in this community? Where are the strengths through this organization? And how can we play our part or be our piece of the puzzle to help Mm-hmm. continue with the mission and ministry that God calls us to. That's really cool. And now, Danny, how have you perceived this <clears throat> partnership relationships? Because you have like a, a different kind of perspective and point of view. What can you share about that? Yeah, so I think when I first heard a partnership orientation in 2007, July 2007, <laughs> I He's staring at me across the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder who gave that orientation. Mm. Um, and I 
had a certain perspective at that time. And I think I was really focused on, okay, I'm on a short-term team and how am I going to be in partnership with uh, the one or two ministry sites that we're working with and what's that going to look like when I head home and try and figure out what fruit will be from this time. Um, Now coming back, I look, I I still try and be aware of that, but I also look at the way that this idea of partnership permeates everything that Equals H does. And I think about some of our success stories and some of the people that I've known for a long time and knew in very different roles. So, um, and many of those were who were giving our orientations this week. So we got to hear from Erica at uh, Cristo Librador talking about the scholarship program. Because she's the coordinator now and she was 11 when he first Yeah, here. Which, is, which is amazing. <laughs> like I knew her as a little kid and a... <clears throat> scholarship recipient and yeah she's doing amazing things there and um just her life and her ministry looks different um but that is because of um her experience through this program and the same um with brenda i met her um when she was an adult she was getting ready to go to nursing school and now she's doing um medical ministry at a couple of ministry sites and um and I think about Marvin, who we mm-hmm. got to see this week, who Cameron's known since he was just a really little kid. I knew him when he was a teenager. And now he's doing things with um, a totally different organization. We got to see him this week because his wife was hosting our team. And Everyone just take that word in. His <laughs> yeah. wife. His wife. Um, which is, you know, amazing. I knew him as a teenager, and he's an old married guy now. But he's doing um, ministry with another organization, so it doesn't necessarily mean just because you are a scholarship recipient and you're doing ministry that you're going to be directly doing something with E equals H. Um, and I don't think, especially for those last two, for um, Marvin and for Brenda, that we would have imagined when we met them that that is what their lives would look like mm-hmm. today. Um but they're still plugged in with us because of those relationships, because of people who poured into them, um, and they're doing that in, in their spaces now. So fun to have the long perspective, and it's really enjoyable for me to – I mean, I, I was here five years. That's a chunk of time before, uh, before Danny came in, but really not. I mean, it really was a flash in the pan, and that to have someone else – be able to look back and uh, remember those stories and from whence we have come and where God has been incredibly faithful to bring us to now. That And we still get to do this and we still get to transform lives. Um, as this vi- on this vision team, we have had the opportunity, um, our listeners know that we partner with Second Chances. We've had several Second Chances people come through and Luis, um, who's been with the team this whole week, guys. Um, he gave a four-part series on his life story, and um, and I just wanted to spend time with him, invited him to come for the day to go downtown, and he has just loved this and has asked to be with every day, and he wants to drive out to the airport and leave you guys at the airport <laughs> tonight. I'm like, are you, are you sure? Like, that's an hour out there and an hour back. Anyway, I distracted myself. Luis, second chances. Um we got to go to a, a new ministry site that Second Chances is opening, a new Hope Center. And it reminds me so much of places like Carmen Bajo, what they were 20 years ago, um, had just starting out. And so exciting to think about the communities that can be transformed when God's people show up to be God's people. That's them and 
partner ministries that follow Jesus that want to come alongside them. And it was really exciting to, to see that. Um, what, what else, Danny, have you seen that's different over the last 17 years? Yeah, I think pointing out the, um, the Hope Center that we got to go to, that <clears throat> this is um, a, an organization that changes all the time, and those partnerships change because we meet new people and connect with new people. Um, but everywhere you look, there's this need for education, and it looks different in every community and every ministry site that we partner with, um, and, and that's why we do that, right? Because the people that are close to those communities know what those needs are. And um, so just to see um, that after all this time, I think it would be really easy to go, okay, these are, these are the places that we serve, these are the places that we love, and we don't have any energy for anything else. But the E equals H is still just on the lookout for places to con- continue to serve. And I've heard somebody say more than once to me, I don't know who it was, but she told me that in God's economy, there's enough. And um, so just looking around and realizing that there's this need, but there's also enough to be able to um, to meet it. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I love what you said there, Danny, just about the context too, about how you all work with the context and the people mm-hmm. that you're partnering with, especially because... Um, I, when we were at the Hope Center, I just remember meeting the people there and listening to their vision and their dream of what they they like felt like God placed on their heart. And it was it's like one of those things where you meet somebody and you hear their story and you go like they're definitely gonna do that, mm-hmm. you know, like they're definitely gonna make that happen because you could just feel like the inspiration and the, um, the way they feel like God is speaking to them. And that's how I felt there is I was like, this is definitely going to happen, you know, because of the way that, that I heard them talk about their dream and their vision. And I think what's cool about Eagles H is you all meet these people and partner with these churches and organizations and things. And you hear their stories and you say, Hey, here's how we can be a part of this. But also, like, we know your context is different. So, like, we're trusting you. We're trusting your dream. We're trusting your vision of what God is calling you to do. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be a part of that as well. So that's what I love, um, especially how you all, when when you're working with people, you're listening to them and saying, like, we trust that God is speaking to you in a very powerful way. So Mm -hmm. let's figure out how to Mm -hmm. help that, you know, seed that's been planted grow. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for that reflection. Um, I I don't know that I've ever put all of those dots together, but it's really. Um, thank you, because uh, that is if we if, if we can't trust each other, why are we, why are we in ministry together? And uh, I know very clearly that I I laugh at this all the time, and I already shared this with the the team that I was on the mission field. <laughs> before I understood the phrase, a personal relationship with Jesus, Um, which I think is funny, uh, simply because it's not, I had always taken it with a very strong accent and picked on all the Baptists for their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, But to realize that that's the absolute correct phrase, it's personal, it's Danny's is God knows Danny and what Danny needs and how to work with Danny. And God knows John and knows what John needs and wants to raise up things in John. And that 
that of course it's the same thing in these different ministry sites. How I think it's a little ridiculous that I should try to impose my vision of what God should want to do through you when you're very capable of having your own relationship with God and listening and hearing well and putting that into action. Absolutely. I heard somebody say recently, you can't force a flower to bloom. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so true with people. Like we kind of, when we have this relationship, we can look at somebody and say, oh, I know how to make the thing you want to bloom, bloom. And, but we can't force that. We've got to let it um, let it bloom through the people that we're working with. Yeah, and then the other part of like this kind of relationship, because relationship is kind of like the perfect scenario that God um, gives us in order to get to know each other and connect with each other and, and through Him with other people as well. Um, what are the things that you are, just by seeing this down here, what are the dreams that you're starting to have and what do you think is the fruit that you can bear after all this time? Any of you? Well, I, I mean, I'll <laughs> say definitely for me, I was just really inspired by, like I said earlier, the Methodist church that we visited and um, Pastor Blanca and mm-hmm. just who she is. And, you know, I think one of the the strengths of, of what she's doing is really doing what you were talking about, which was <clears throat> this idea of personal, a very personal faith but also a very communal faith, one that impacts the community and cares about the community. And so um, I think one of the things that I'm leaving with is I want to be a part of that church's ministry through you all. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what that looks like, actually, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. We've got some great ideas, John. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really feel like I even went up to Danny right after I heard her story and her mom's story about um, how that church started. And I was like, Danny, we're, we definitely want to, partner some way with this church. Like we've got to figure it out, you know? So I think that's, that's something that I'm really excited about. And I told her, I said, you know, this is not goodbye. I'll see you later. So Mm -hmm. I just, I really think that there's something there for us. So, Uh, yeah, I think that'll be one of the things for me too. I came on a team the first time when I was 21 and, um, now I am a children's and youth director. And so from diapers um, to diplomas, yes, that's who I'm (laughs) responsible for. Yes. Everybody diapers through diplomas. Um, and I just, um, I mean, I think about the, the person who is responsible for me being here is Julie Robinson, who mm-hmm. was my youth coordinator when I was in high school. Huge shout and, out to Julie, who's uh, also still a supporter. Yes. And um, so I just I, um, spent a lot of time trying to be Julie Robinson for the, the kids in my care, but I am, I'm really hoping that um, we get to bring a, a team from Soapstone <coughs> here in uh, the relatively near future. Um, Cause I just, I wondered if I would have, um, had a, a less stumbly path towards ministry if I had uh, come here as a, a high schooler mm-hmm. instead of a, a young adult. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I love um, introducing the people I love to each other. Here, here. I don't like that. Danny, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Um, I am just, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see that this um, ministry has continued to grow. And I love when I just get to be here and put my hands into what God is already doing. Amen. We love that too. Thank you both for being with us. Thanks for sharing what you have seen and how you've seen God move. If you would like to be a part of this ministry, if you'd like to support the education of a student in a desperate and difficult situation in one of the Hope Centers and one of the 
Methodist Church um, in Romarillos with Pastora Blanca, please go to educationalshope.org, uh, find the Donate Now button or Give Hope. I think the button actually says Give Hope. <laughs> or navigate through where we work to find the Ecuador page, and you can do it from that page, and it'll be designated to Ecuador. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our HopeCast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.